this is actually my favorite Old Testament woman of the Bible, um, Vashti. The book is not named after Vashti. The book is named after Esther. But yet Vashti is by far my favorite, hands down. Um, if you can't tell, uh, she is very bold in who she is, um, which I respect and have a lot of, of uh, well, I just look up to her in a way. Um, here we have this king, and I'm going to call him Xerxes because he goes by two different names, and Xerxes is a whole lot easier to say. And so, sorry, I shouldn't have told Sally that. But, uh, and so, King Xerxes has 127 provinces, so lots and lots of land. And this is the thing, he's one of those guys that's really proud of the land that he has, and so he wants to make sure everyone knows how how wealthy he is. And a lot of times people would have reminders in their, among their, their countries and say, hey, we're going to throw this big party and the party might last for a week. His lasted for six months. Six months he spent having a party that reminded people that he had ruled 127 provinces. He had the governors from each of these provinces joining him for the six-month lavish event. People all over were allowed in and welcomed. And what could close this grand, grand six-month party? A banquet that lasted seven days. During this banquet, it did not end. You didn't go home at the end of the night. You stayed there in the palace, continuing to feast. And notice that this banquet, which normally there's a set number of drinks that, that people are allowed to have, this one was no holes. As much as you wanted to drink, all of these men that were at his, his banquet were there, feasting, drinking, seven days straight. Wake up, you continue again, wherever you are. This is how he ended his six-month celebration, reminding everyone of how powerful he was. Only on this very last day of this six-month celebration, he decides that while they're all married with wine, so basically while they're all drunk, that he decides he wants to prove to everyone not just how wealthy he is, not just how powerful he is, but how he has the most beautiful bride anyone has ever seen. And he informs his eunuchs to go get Queen Vashti wearing her royal crown. And if you ask the Hebrew scholars, a lot of rabbis who translate these old Hebrew Jewish texts, close your ears, kids. They all believe he meant just her royal crown. Yeah, a lot of you are like, oh. <laughs> you thought that Hollywood had a one-up here, but no, the Bible has much more. Just pay attention. Much more. Vashti, being raised to be a queen, knew what was expected of her, knew what was permitted of her, in Persia, women were not to be seen, even if you were the queen. 
Not even in your royal robe and crown were you to be seen. She knew this. So even though she's having her own gathering with the women that are mainly just women that are within the palace, she says, absolutely not. I'm not going to prance around a bunch of drunken men in your last day of your party. And the crazy thing is, this man that has all this wealth, that has all of this power, all of a sudden is very threatened by one woman telling him no, because nobody has ever told him no and what does he do in his drunken merriment? He sits there and says, we can't have this. Everybody's going to hear about this. This is scandalous. All of you governors, you should be worried as well because guess what's going to happen? Your wives are going to hear about what my wife just did, and they're all going to do the same thing and tell you no. And then all of these other women throughout all of our provinces are also going to start telling us no. And all of a sudden, we're going to lose control. It's true. <laughs> this is what they're fearful of, is that the women might take control. And all it took was one woman to tell one man no one time. The ironic thing of all of this, she never did have to ever present herself to the king again. She got her wish. The weird thing is, though, they were so fearful that they made this rash, crazy decision that they would all of a sudden just ban her make her this huge example to where she's not allowed in any of these 127 provinces. She's not to show her face anywhere that Xerxes might be. Looks can be deceiving. This grand king that was all powerful ended up not being so powerful. This woman who was behind closed doors, even though she was the queen, had respect for herself and allowed that truth to be known. I think within each of us, we understand when truths are present and when we should speak up for what is true and what is good, even if it means we are banished from our homeland. I think there's something inside each of us that has to come out when these moments present themselves. Moments that you see people in need, moments that you see people that are voiceless, that need a voice, and sometimes it's the unexpected, unlikely one that doesn't look like they should have any weight behind their voice. I love this story. Vashti, even though she had to be banned, makes way for Esther to come, who Esther, an, an alien, a foreigner from this land that was not her homeland. See another irony here where Vashti is banned from her homeland and yet Esther comes in as a foreigner 
and is made queen in this new land. And Esther comes out and is able to prevent a genocide of her own people. And if Vashti hadn't spoken that truth, then Esther's truth could have never had space or room to grow. People making room for other voices to be heard. Even though we never hear the name God mentioned throughout the book of Esther, God's hand is at work constantly. Allowing there to be hope, allowing there to be different situations. Because even though we're told that Vashti was banned, we have no idea how many women, how many governors' wives and all were in her banquet that later saw a woman stand up for herself that later then they stood up for themselves too. And this is one of my favorite things about this, this passage. Um, we have uh, scholars from years ago that we look to when we look up different texts, different scriptures, and they, some of them carry a lot of weight because of how they influenced and shaped Christianity throughout the ages. One of those people is Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King Jr., but Martin Luther. Martin Luther had two uh, incredible quotes that you cannot make this kind of stuff up. Had two quotes on Vashti. One of them, after reading chapter 1, which we read all of chapter 1 and then the first four verses of chapter 2 today. After reading chapter 1 of the book of Esther, said everyone needs to rip the book of Esther out of their Bibles and toss it into the river. Women should never have an example of a woman telling a man no. That's what Martin Luther said. And then next, after he said that, later on in a different time, same man, who we get a lot of things from, said, if anyone is married to a wife that tells them no, like Vashti did, they can leave her and find another one that will not tell them no. Some of your eyebrows just raised. Yeah, it's crazy to think that this was the society in which people come from. This is our history. And these stories are repeated generation after generation. And unless we speak up and say that this is wrong, a part of our story is still going to think it's right. We are to speak up for truth. We are to speak up for equality. We are to make sure that God's hand that is continually moving is actually being seen and heard. There are times that we see God all the time working and moving, and it doesn't look like God. It's in what least likely looks like it could be God. And yet there's God's presence there. Give voice for the voiceless. Stand for what you know in your heart is true. And make sure you look to find God because God is there working and living and moving. And sometimes it doesn't look like it. 
For Vashti, when she was banned from the provinces, she probably thought that her life was over. All she knew was her homeland. All she knew was how to be a queen. She had been prepared for that her entire life. And now she was in a foreign land on her own. I have no doubt that she made it. Someone that can stand up for themselves and to stand up for what they know is true in their heart. I believe in those people and I have faith in those people. Her leaving left room for an entire group of Jews to be saved instead of being slaughtered. God's hand is still at work in our stories, in our lives. But let's make sure that when we tell the stories, that we're honest so that we don't repeat these stories, so that we see what they are at face value, deeper than face value, beyond, I said that wrong, don't take it for face value. Look at it for what it really is, though, because all of you are a whole lot more than just face value. You are worthy. You are loved. You are beautiful people. Amen? Amen.